Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Investigate's Trading Update. All participants will be in the learning mode. There will be an opportunity to ask questions when prompted. If you should need assistance during the call, please take an operator, pressing star, and then zero. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I'd like to hand the conference over to Mr. Fani Titi. Please go ahead, sir. Good morning. I am joined on this call by Nishlin Samuja, Finance Director, and David Bonnevalt, our Executive Director. We would like to thank you for taking the time to join this conference call during this extraordinary period to discuss our pre-close statement, which relates to the 11 months ended 29 February 2020. At the outset, however, I would like to emphasize that the well-being of our clients and colleagues is uppermost in our minds. Importantly, we appreciate the unique challenges faced by our clients in this environment, both physically and financially. These are unprecedented times. Our foundations are strong. We have the ability to respond. As investors, we have always believed in living in society and not of it. To that end, we will do everything that we can to support our clients and colleagues during this trying time. I will now give you a brief overview of our announcement before opening the call for questions. Over the 11 months, Investec has delivered a resilient performance under demanding operating and trading conditions in both South Africa and the UK. As you would expect, trading conditions in the last few weeks have worsened considerably and will negatively impact the full year performance. We will be able to report more fully on this period at our full year results in May, but it is clear we have already felt the impact in line with the market. Primarily as a result of these tough conditions over the period, group adjusted operating profit is expected to be 7% to 14% behind financial year 2019, and adjusted earnings per share is expected to be 16% to 23% behind financial 2019. Other key numbers we are reporting today are as follows. Operating income is expected to be behind the prior year number of 2.527 billion pounds. Both net interest income and net fee and commission income are expected to be ahead or broadly in line with the prior year, while other income is expected to be behind the prior year. Operating costs are expected to reduce from the prior year figure of 1.668 billion pounds. While impairments are expected to increase in this environment, the credit loss ratio is expected to remain similar to the prior year between 31 basis points and 37 basis points. The effective tax rate is expected to be higher at approximately 16% compared to the 12% of financial year 2019. Now we move to the balance sheet. As I said at the beginning of these introductory remarks, we have strong foundations. We are well capitalized with strong liquidity. Capital and leverage ratios remain sound and comfortably ahead of regulatory requirements. The group's cash and near cash position as of 18 March 2020, was £12.4 billion, representing 40% of customer deposit. We also have strong dollar liquidity. 
net asset value and tangible net asset value is expected to be between 435p to 450p per share com- compared to financial year 2019 figure of 434.1p. That is uh, a net asset value, and tangible net asset value is expected to come in uh, between 385p and 405p compared to the prior year number of 386p. Moving on to uh, our strategic actions, we've continued to make some progress. Most notably in this regard was the completion of the G-measure and listing of the asset management business now called 91 earlier this week. This D-measure has added to our capital strength. We have retained a 25% stake in this business, as you know. Furthermore, we have continued our program of restructuring, closing, and selling of non-core and subscale businesses, and consequently, we have reduced risk. I would also like to reiterate that we have continued to invest in our platforms to achieve sustainable growth for the long term. We are on track with our UK private bank investment with both client acquisition numbers and the loan book meeting our expectations. We have made good progress on cost containment and efficiencies as reported um, in this announcement. I would like to finish by saying that despite these unprecedented times, we remain optimistic. We are resolutely focused on the safety and well-being of our colleagues, the integrity of our balance sheet, and also focused uh, on supporting our clients. I will now hand uh, the call back to the moderator, and we will take any questions that you may have. Thank you very much, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tommy. If you have asked a question, you're welcome to press star and one. And it's actually turn on the keypad on your screen. At which time you'll hear a confirmation term. Following this person will place in the question queue. If you decide a question has been addressed and if you should call a question, you're welcome to press solve in two. And it's actually turn then to remove yourself from the question queue. Just a reminder, if you'd like to ask a question, you're welcome to press star and then one. The first question comes from Harry Porter of Avia Capital Markets. Hi, good morning, uh, Pony and team. Thanks for the pre-close update. Got a few Hi, questions, Harry. please. Uh, and just on the um, Hong Kong losses that you still expected to come through in 82, could you give us some guidance on um, on the figure, if it's still the same as your previous guidance? And then um, can you give us a sense? I mean, you chose not to um, sell the additional 10% in 91, um, but considering where... Uh, 91's trading relative to the Investec shares. Could there be a transaction to to sell uh, 91 and buy back Investec shares? And then finally, um, can you give us a sense of uh, your ability to to grow? And you see um, in conditions to grow, obviously with challenges in um, uh, in global markets because of the COVID-19 disruption in in the UK. And if you see the ability to continue growing in terms of private time acquisitions because of that, thanks. Thanks, Harry. On Hong Kong, um, at the interim results stage, we did indicate that uh, we had uh, a position that we were reviewing. Uh, in this results, one of the uh, management actions that we have taken would be to uh, review that uh, position, and uh, we are likely to, in fact, we will be writing uh, that off. That is part of uh, the effect that you see uh, in the numbers. As I said, the management actions are meant to simplify the business 
but also to reduce risk. This is the one element that we would see as part of risk reduction. On the 10% of 91, uh, we uh, tried to place the 10% in very difficult conditions, and given the volatility, we really couldn't put a price uh, on, on the 10%. Remember that the objective for us behind uh, uh, the selling of the 10% was one to obviously get that cash in to continue to bolster uh, capital in the, in the UK, as we had said, that it would have benefited. But the D-measure itself gives us a, a, a capital benefit. So we did not believe that uh, we needed to sell at any price uh, whatsoever. Uh, so uh, we thought we would wait and see whether there is a level of stability in the market and we don't have any pressure on capital, so we voluntarily um, locked ourselves up for the next six months or so so that we don't cause uh, market uncertainty about our intentions uh, relating to the 10%. So we well capitalized. We believe 91 is a very good asset. We would like to see a level of stability return to markets, hopefully with uh, the strong reaction of uh, governments around the world, the U.S. government, the U.K. government, the European government, even the Japanese have uh, taken significant actions. We know what the Chinese have been doing because they have been affected by the virus earlier on, and also the impact of the significant actions of the central banks uh, right across the world that at some point, as the healthcare part of the crisis uh, peaks, or if there is a way to contain it, then there will be a level of stability and we will uh, relook uh, what markets do at the time. So we are under no pressure really to, to dispose of that 10%. On uh, COVID-19 and growth uh, in the UK, our strategy is obviously not based on, on revenue growth. I spoke to the growth in the private bank because that is an initiative that we launched and we uh, – would like to continue to update the market on what we're doing there. Our strategy in the private bank in the UK is a very niche strategy where we uh, provide uh, services to the entrepreneurial class. Uh, so our, our clients are generally active and they look for opportunities, but we wouldn't uh, be looking for um, uh, unusual growth other than just serving uh, the needs of our clients in that market. As I said, in this, in this environment, uh, we have a level of control on our cost, and we will continue to focus on that as an important lever of our strategic delivery. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, just to remind you, if you have a question, you're welcome to press star and one, and it touches to educate yourself in the question queue. The next question comes from Nankoli Bugu of Bank of America Securities. Thank you very much for the time. Um, two quick questions from my side. The first is, I think given the rally at which you listed um, 91 at was quite a bit below your expectations, can you kind of give a guide as to where your capital levels currently are for the bank? And if you don't sell in within the next six months, whether or not uh, you have enough capital to support your growth plans. And the second question is, I know we are still focused on, um, or this call is primarily focused on the 2020 results. Um, I think you're probably starting with March as being really difficult. But it looks like it's going to carry on into April and May. Can you kind of give a sense of how investors, at least on its 
as of being commission as a non-interest revenue line performs in an environment like this, is there potential risk that you could have another difficult environment for that revenue generation? Or do you think that investor can actually fare relatively well, at least on net sink, um, non-interest revenue in an environment like this? Thank you. Look, I'll save the second question and ask Nishlim to deal with the questions of uh, capital. Needless to say, on capital, uh, I did say that uh, even though we did not place the 10%, we still were able to get a significant benefit on capital. You will also know in the UK that uh, uh, we had uh, um, uh, we have uh, uh, certain changes that have occurred in that market. As an example, the Bank of England has uh, scrapped the counter-cyclical buffer uh, of 1% uh, going forward until a period of 2024. But Nishman will address uh, the impact of 91 uh, on capital. Uh, we are comfortable that we have uh, uh, sufficient capital for us to support our business as we go forward. This is a trading statement for the year up to uh, March, uh, covering essentially the, the 11 months that we have traded. There is a level of volatility now that is unprecedented. Um, we think that the impact of the virus on uh, public health, on uh, on the economies and on the markets is such that uh, it would be too early for us uh, to make any forward-looking statements. I think we would like to see where, where uh, things settle. We have uh, a strong client franchise. Even in this result, um, we indicated that we saw some book growth, particularly on the private lines, Side. We know that corporates uh, are under pressure, uh, and uh, uh, that will come through over time. Our expectations in terms of impairments have been uh, given uh, in this current period at 31 basis points, at 37 basis points. When we announce our results in May, we will have traded for two months. We will be in a better space, I think, to talk about the future. Too early to make any predictions about about uh, uh, trading conditions going forward. I think that, that will be the response you will get uh, from every um, uh, business leader uh, around the world, including uh, the other banks. Now, briefly to touch on, uh, you know, in, in the circular we had indicated that there would be around about a 130 basis points uplift for the PLC uh, following the demerger. We can't expect that to be around about 50 basis points. And from a South African perspective, around uh, 40 basis points, both an uplift to the underlying uh, capital position. I think if you do follow on the capital disclosures at the end of September, where we had disclosed the set one ratio for uh, Investec Limited at 11.6% and for Investec TLC at 10.8%. Um, so just note those particular disclosures. <coughs> And also note that the PLC continues to report understandardized. So when we did adopt a FERB in South Africa, there was just over a 1.5% uh, improvement in the overall capital ratio. So from our perspective, we are quite comfortable. Uh, we, we had, obviously, there would have been a further benefit had we placed the 10%, but that is well managed within our capital ratios. We continue to, meet, to maintain very conservative Leverage positions. Um, I think if you look at our loans to uh, to equity, that's about five and a half times. Um, and uh, overall, 
the balance sheet remains conservative, both from a capital perspective and a liquidity perspective. Thanks, Nish. The next question comes from Christopher Stewart of Investec. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Hi, Chris. Yes, I think this comes from 91, but I'm happy for you. I was just asking. Just a quick question. Uh, you provided guidance as to net asset value and tangible net asset value at, uh, I presume, expected as at 31 uh, March. Could you just clarify exactly how is the uh, residual 25% holding in 91 treated in your net asset value calculations, please? Sure. So, effectively, uh, you are correct. That's the forecast to 31 March 20. Uh, the 25% is held as an associate on our uh, underlying group accounts. So, on the merger, obviously, you would have switched from you know, carrying it at uh, book value to fair value, and it represents the initial fair value thereafter to equity accounts. Okay, it's effectively a fair value number as of 31 March, just to make it. Correct. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Christopher, does that complete your questions? Indeed it does. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder, if you have lost a question, you're welcome to press star and then one. And if you have to please yourself in the question queue. So we don't have any further questions from the lines. Do you have any closing comments? Thank you very much for calling into uh, this uh, pre-closed, uh, pre-closed briefing. Um, as you know, we are in difficult uh, market environment. We've made sure that we can continue to operate uh, in this environment. Uh, primary to us is the safety of our people, the safety of our clients, and over the next coming months, we will work hard to remain close to our clients and to support them. We hope that the measures that have been taken by the different countries and governments will contribute significantly to reducing the level of transmission and infection of the coronavirus, and that in time, uh, economies and markets can, remain, can return to a level of stability. Thank you again uh, for calling in. Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes today's conference. Thank you for joining us. You may now disconnect your line.